Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the things that I've been learning from Ren Zadopek's online course, Simple Spirit Work. One of the things that stood out to me was a quote where she says that all maps are metaphors. And I've been really thinking about how tarot can be a map for the moment that I'm in. And so I do a little reflection on that, and I hope you find it useful. Because there are about 4,329 different podcasts that you could be listening to, I would appreciate if you were able to take just a moment to rate, review, subscribe, or share this podcast with your friends. It's the only way other people will even be able to hear it since there's so much competition out there. I really appreciate it. So let's get started on today's episode. I was at the top of Queen Anne Hill, which is a pretty tall residential hill in the Seattle area with a lot of houses, a lot of twisty, windy roads, dead ends, narrow streets with cars parallel parked on um, each side. And I remember feeling completely stressed out. I had recently decided to move back to Seattle. I hadn't lived in the Seattle area since I was um, 13 years old. And when my parents um, moved our whole family over to Eastern Washington. So I'm sitting in my car by myself at the top of Queen Anne Hill, and I don't know where I am. I mean, I know roughly where I am, but I have no idea how to get where I needed to be. And so I called my dad. And this was pre smartphones. So I'm pretty sure it was a Kyocera slide phone, super fancy, um, where I could text people with it. Um, But I called my dad and he was in Yakima over in eastern Washington. And I called him because we affectionately referred to him as BobQuest. So instead of MapQuest, BobQuest. Because my dad had lived in the Seattle area for like 24 years. 
and had a great mental map of all the nooks and crannies. And so from the top of Queen Anne Hill, I was in a dead end street. I didn't know if I was facing west or east or south or northwest. I had no idea how to get out of the situation that I was in. And I called my dad and through my vague descriptions of where I was, some of the landmarks, how I had gotten where I was, probably through sobbing and certainly a tone of voice that I get when I'm stressed, he was able to guide me out of that situation. And I get back to the bottom of the hill and I figure out where I'm going and I manage to look at some apartments and eventually move to Seattle self-sufficiently and have been getting around ever since. This morning while I was um, taking my son to school, he actually asked me, mommy, how do you, how do you know where everything is in this world? And I thought, what a great question. I don't know where everything is, but I do know how to figure it out. What maps I'm going to use. And maybe it's calling my dad and getting his mental map of the Seattle area, or maybe it's 2018 and pulling up Google on my phone. So this idea about maps has really been percolating in my brain for the last week since I actually signed up for an online course called Simple Spirit Work with Ren Zadopek. And I had heard her on the Sarah, um, Sarah Chappelle's podcast, So You Want to Be a Witch. And so this class is amazing. Now, my podcast is mostly focused on tarot, but it's also about anything that kind of fits into that creative intuition, um, spiritual woo-woo vibe. So the class is all about spirit work, and I'm finding it enormously powerful and helpful in categorizing things like definition of spirit and soul and um, trance and dogma, some amazing things. But the thing that I wanted to share that really jumped out to me this last week was when she says that all maps are metaphors. And there was just something so powerful about that. Now, in context, she had been talking about maps of other worlds and kind of going between the realms as we explore in spirit work. But I immediately grasped onto that concept and thought, wow, tarot is a map for the moment. And it's, it can be a map for where I want to be going, or it can show a path and have me in my own free will decide I don't want to go that direction. So this idea that maps are metaphors and that tarot could be a map for the moment was really helpful for me. Um, I've been not struggling, but I've been noticing in myself as I describe verbally to people that I meet about what tarot is, that I sometimes am at a loss for words. And I'm not sure if there's like brain science. I'm sure there's brain science. I don't know the brain science behind felt feelings and verbal articulation. 
So there are certain things that I feel about tarot that I want to communicate or I feel about spiritual matters and want to communicate. And I sometimes have a hard time accessing that when I'm speaking out loud with my mouth. If I, it's something that I haven't written down first, it seems to be an easier um, experience for me to go from kind of like my heart soul feeling into writing than it is for me to go from that into speaking. So one of the things that I've been thinking about is, well, now I might just start describing tarot as a map of the moment or a map of where we want to go um, to help us make some decisions. And I'm sure that I'm not the first person to come up with this, right? But whenever you have an epiphany, it feels like <laughs> the best um, thing ever. And like, I feel so effing brilliant. So I've been drawing tarot spreads and and thinking to myself so let me back up a week or two ago I did a tarot reading for a friend of mine a mom friend who had never had a tarot reading before and one of the things that we were discussing is that any of the cards that we pulled could be applicable to her life and and yet holding the tension of any cards could be applicable because all the cards are applicable and yet there was a very specific seven that were pulled. So it made me think, as I've been reflecting on that experience, of this idea of maps. Because when I think of a map, I'm a commuter. So I think of a traffic map, right? I think of pulling up my Google Apps and looking at the traffic between here and my work and trying to decide which freeway do I use if I if I leave 15 minutes earlier in the morning is my commute going to be you know 45 minutes shorter if I leave 20 minutes later is it going to be like I'm always thinking about traffic maps but that isn't the only map that could exist at that time right so it's five o'clock on uh, Monday night and I pull up the traffic map that is like pulling tarot cards right? But I could lay over that uh, maps of burger joints. Maybe I'm hungry along the, the route, right? And I don't even have to pull up a map of traffic. I could pull up a map of houses for sale, which is something that we sometimes do just to ogle at the prices of things in the area. Or what if I'm feeling super nerdy and I just want to look at the topography or the elevation? One of my favorite maps ever is in the Jackson Visitor Center at the Mount Rainier National Park. So up at Paradise, there's the Paradise Lodge and there's this Jackson Visitor Center, which um, has been remodeled in the last 10 years. It used to look kind of like a really short, stumpy version of the, the Seattle Space Center. So it was center, so it was round, Space Needle, not Space Center, Seattle Space Needle. So it was round and you could see the mountains and it was kind of squished down. But in that visitor center, there is a, a map of Mount Rainier and it is a topographical map. So you have to scale the mountain and all the rivers and the glaciers and the, the you know, where the watershed is and the different canyons. And it, it was so mesmerizing to me. 
to look at a scale replica of the map of my favorite national park. So drawing the tarot cards, like for my friend, and we had this conversation of drawing these tarot cards, a very specific seven came up for her. And we talked through them and what they could mean. And I could put those seven aside and I could draw another seven um, or I could do a different configuration or I could add on to it. I could layer on top and we could change the question because, you know, if I come to a map, the question might be how long will it take for me to get to Seattle in this traffic? And then 10 minutes later, my question might be how many gas stations are between here and T Tacoma, right? My questions can always be changing and evolving. So I decided to really take this map approach to my own tarot practice. Um, a week ago or so, I had a pretty challenging day. Um, it was it was just a really emotional experience. Um, I have a six-year-old who has some special needs, a sensory processing disorder and one of the ways that that comes out is through um, difficulty eating and some of the anxiety around eating has always been there and his anxiety um, not just around eating but his anxiety and sensory processing actually mirrors a lot of my own anxiety and my own um, probably undiagnosed sensory processing disorder so Last summer and this summer, we attend feeding therapy, which is um, an offshoot of occupational therapy and speech therapy to help him with some motor control, some um, sensory input in his mouth um, to be able to chew and swallow and not be freaked out about um, new foods and to not be like, you know, disorganized in his, his approach to eating. Um, he has a pretty limited um, amount of foods that he that he will eat. Um, so we sit there and, you know, they eat. He eats with his therapist. And it brings up in me so much motherhood anxiety um, as I watch him struggle to eat or to tolerate food on his plate that he deems icky. Um, and I have so much empathy for him because I struggled to see um, him struggle, but I also struggled with the icky foods on the plate, right? Um, I am a really picky eater, you know, so I don't like fish and some, unless sometimes I eat salmon, but I don't like ketchup or ranch or salad dressing or stuffed green peppers or turkey gravy and definitely not stuffing or cranberry sauce or pumpkin pie. So Thanksgiving is challenging, right? I eat a lot of rolls and pecan pie and some turkey. Um, and so sitting in this situation, I don't want this to be about my son because he is an autonomous individual and has his own, um, you know, experience of things. But what I noticed in the session is that I felt so much um, shame around not feeling like a good enough mom, um, guilt that I couldn't get him to 
um, to eat like a quote unquote normal kid, just so many mixed emotions. And I really felt like I was um, struggling to put uh, to put that emotion aside and um, really kind of like just check in with my with my body and um, so I decided as vulnerably as I was going to be I was going to sit down with my tarot deck and try something new to try to approach it like like it was a map and I had been primarily using my Shadowscapes tarot deck um, I have this really gorgeous wildwood tarot that kind of gives me that like tingly buzzy um excited slash nervous like when you go on a first date with someone and you're like "Ooh, this person's really intriguing but then you're like i don't want to go too fast i don't want to go too slow i don't want do they like me um and that's kind of how i feel with this wildwood tarot deck the energy is a little bit different so i was like okay i'm gonna try this kind of new magical deck um and do a different approach than i've been doing with my tarot um my tarot spreads and it's not really a different approach necessarily but just like a little bit of a different intention i've decided okay if ren says that all maps are metaphors what is what's this map for how i'm feeling and i branched out from my tried and true comfortable um, spread and chose one they called the wisdom of the world tree which was um, an eight card spread that had like the root of the issue the branches and possibilities the east branch so what do I take with me the west branch what do I leave behind south what do I hope for north what is my fear the way through the woods um, and then the last card was called the wisdom of the world tree so my map and my question was about motherhood and what is the root of my issue that I was feeling in that moment and the card that I pulled for that was the five of vessels with the keyword ecstasy and the image on the card was different than other five of cups or five of vessels that I've seen before, which have um, almost like a nostalgic grief to them. This card was an image of a feminine figure dancing alone in the center of a pentagram drawn on the ground. And there was bowls that held candles on each point. And this card just really showed me that my roots are grounded in the desire to become connected to the divine and the week's focus had been talking about um in the spirit working class had been talking about trance and so i've been feeling this like desire and invitation and um like really like in my body invitation to go into trance or to try this and so when i saw an image of a, a feminine figure dancing barefoot in the earth with um this like candle magic i was like yeah this wild abandoned sort of letting loose kind of like 
that that I struggle, I think, with motherhood of the feeling like everything needs to be put together or appear to have it all together and under control. So um, the second card, which was the branches of possibilities, was the ace of bows. And the keyword was spark of life. And so this the image on the card was of a bow and an arrow pointing down, um, lighting a pile of kindling. And it, it isn't a fire sign. It isn't a fire suit. It was actually an air suit. And so I see that as that like gently blowing, uh, on the fire to, to spark it. Um, and it just really spoke to possibilities in itself. And so this was like a really hopeful, a really hopeful card for me showing sort of the map of what I was feeling is kind of this wanting wild abandon and the possibilities of this spark. So the card for my East of what do I take away with me was um, the green man. And that is a major arcana card. Um, unlike in the Rider, Smithwaite, and most other tarot decks that I own, the Green Man would be um, the equivalent of the Emperor. But it's a really um, focused male figure. He's standing over a cauldron and he's kind of like made of leafy foliage and is it really spoke to me around wanting natural strength rooted like very in myself and kind of melding my higher thinking with my primal ancestral knowledge. Um, the fourth card of what do I leave behind me is the four of vessels with the keyword boredom. And I, I actually lolled at that. Um, looking at my map, I can really resonate with the image of the woman on the card. She's kind of sitting slouched over and um, she's sitting in front of a cave and there's some water spilling out of some jugs. And she kind of looks like she might be a mom. She has, looks like she hasn't slept in like a couple of days. And really this like this desire to leave behind me boredom. Um, motherhood is terribly boring most times. I was actually really heartened a couple of months ago when I heard um, Elizabeth Gilbert talk about how much of life is boring and it's finding joy in sort of those boring moments in finding a career and finding things that are, um, you know, if you had to pick a boring career, pick a boring career that you'll love, if that makes sense. Um, and she was talking about the creative life and writing. She was like, you know, it is tedious to sit down and write every single day and do the editing and do all this. There's so much that goes into that. And I think about that with motherhood is that I don't really love changing poopy diapers or getting my kids another snack, another snack, another snack. So what do I hope for um, was the fifth card and that was the four of stones with the keyword protection. And we had this image of a sweet little um, fawn resting in the sunrise under some strong stones that look like, like Stonehenge um, esque. And so the card was asking um, for me to build a shelter for my own vulnerability. And I think that that's something that I, that I struggle for, but I want is to have that place where I can just kind of lay down and rest peacefully like that little fawn. Um, 
there's eight cards total. So the sixth card was what do I fear, which is seven of arrows with the keyword insecurity. And there's a woman pictured in the card. She's wrapped, wrapped in leafy, um, like a leafy garment and she's pierced by arrows. It kind of reminds me of, um, the 10 of swords or the 10 of wands, 10 of swords, 10 of wands. No, 10 of swords, definitely 10 of swords. Um, in the traditional, the traditional deck. Um, and so the key word being insecurity. So what do I fear insecurity? I fear in motherhood. If I'm, if this tarot spread was drawing the map of me in that moment is feeling like I'm not good enough. Um, and honestly, some of my fears are around abandonment and I'm afraid that I'm going to abandon my children in the ways that I felt and have been abandoned. And I'm also at the same time afraid I'm going to lose myself in motherhood. The way through the woods, that card. So if this is a map, I've seen a lot about like the present situation. So it'd be like the traffic and the, the landmarks, right? This would be the little Google alerts um, saying, ding, ding, ding. There's a, there's a faster route or your route is slowed by blah, blah, blah. And the way through the, the woods card is what enables me to engage with this issue. And I pulled the page of arrows, a wren, which is all about having fortitude through difficulties and determination and thinking through a whole plan rather than just kind of going moment to moment. And I was like, wow, that's actually a really great idea. Um, needing a calendar for myself, needing a system that, that can help me tackle this challenging anxiety of sitting in the moment in the session with my son and being like, I suck <laughs> and this sucks. Um, and so kind of this, this card really called to me of like, yeah, make yourself a map to get through this, like build in self care before and after and have a friend to call and really be prepared with the foods that you're going to bring to therapy and do your own work. The last card was the hidden hidden wisdom of the situation. And it was the ace of vessels with the um, title water of life. And there's a calm pool with a stag drinking from the pool and a small waterfall. And it's really all about ancient wisdom and the beginning of a journey. So looking at this tarot reading as a map, as a metaphor, um, it was really helpful for me and it, it got me out of my head and into my body and it helped me actually feel my feelings without feeling like I was being um, overcome or drowning, if that makes sense. So the feelings, the intensity was still there seeing it it's like when I pull up my map in the morning on my way to work and be like it's going to take 42 minutes to get to work seeing the reality 
helped me to then shift some of my perspectives and think, okay, what are some of the things that I can actually concretely do now that I see the map, that I see the topography, the landscape of where I am and where I want to go? What is my response to the map? So I just want to... Um, I just want to say thank you to Ren and her class offering. It's simple spirit work. There's so much more than I've even like touched on. This was just a, a small segment of one of her video lessons. Um, and it's a tangential way that I have taken it um, into this world of tarot. Um, but it's free y'all. It's, it's an eight week, although I'm whipping through it at a much faster rate, but it's, it's eight modules and it's completely free. It's amazing. I'm going to link it into, um, the show notes so that you can all check it out yourself and you can follow her on Instagram, but definitely highly, highly, highly recommend for anyone that's spiritual or even anyone who's skeptical, but is interested in spiritual matters. You don't have to be um, somebody who considers yourself classically spiritual or religious in order to find some immense value from that class. So I'm curious this week, what are some of the maps? What are some of the metaphors that you are seeing in your, in your life? Does this metaphor of tarot being a map. Is that helpful? Is it confusing? I want to hear. Drop me a line. Reach out on Instagram. Send me a voice memo. I'll talk with you guys soon. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leah Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting, but much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.